Now I'd like to get started. Heavenly Father, we do pray for these that are sick and ill, Lord, and can't be with us tonight. We pray we thank you, Lord, for each one who's come tonight to study our word together and rejoice in the fact that we are born again. We're your children. We ask you to take care of us now and open our hearts and minds to thy word tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was just thinking about different two or three people have talked to me today about making decisions uh, in their lives that's real uh, life changing decisions right now and uh, so tonight I want to just talk to you about finding God's way in these dark days in Proverbs 3 verse 5 and 6 trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path it's a wonderful thing to know that the Lord will direct us if we'll trust him Bible prophecy God's word predicts that in the last days mankind would run to and fro a rush in men's activities and we're living in that day amen a man asked a clerk, I laughed at this thing when I found it, said, a man asked a clerk in Memphis Airport, how long does it take to fly from Memphis to uh, Dallas? The busy clerk replied, just a minute. The man said, thank you, and walked away. <laughs> in, the, in the middle of all this, God promises for God's people, Isaiah 58, verse 11, and the Lord shall guide thee continually. Psalms 32 verse 8 I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go I will guide thee with mine eye now this teaches us we don't have to be misguided in these dark days amen uh, turn to Ephesians chapter 2 for just a second and I wish you would uh, mark this verse down we, we quote it so much in Ephesians 2 8 and 9 but uh, look at verse 10 with me for just a second. In Ephesians chapter 2 and uh, uh, verse 10. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. I wish you would notice the Bible says plainly, that God has ordained our path, in other words, and we are to walk in it. Now, when you think about that for just a minute, the problem is men have a hard time believing God has a plan for their lives. God is interested in individual lives. In fact, God is so interested in individual lives that Matthew 10 and verse 30 said, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Now, that just blows my mind when I think about it, that God is that interested in me and my life that He even knows the hairs on my head and number of them. Psalms 37 verse 23 even says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and He delighteth in His way. So no matter your occupation in the world, if you're a Christian, God has a master plan for your life. And defining and do God's will is the highest achievement that any person can do. <clears throat> I love 1 John 3 verse 2. Beloved, 
now are the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. I like this little song that uh, I sing to myself quite a bit. I, I can't cure the tune to it, like, but I never will forget Dr. Rice and uh, Dr. Jack Howe singing this song together one time. And it said, Oh, to be like thee, oh, to be like thee, blessed Redeemer. That should be our goal in life, is to be like the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 12 uh, is my last verses since I got saved. And I want you to look at verse 2 of Romans chapter 12 for just a minute. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. I'll give you plenty of time to find it because my pages are little bitty pages in my new Bible and I'm having a time with it. Verse 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now that one verse tells me, and this is where that I uh, studied it very carefully, trying to determine some things in my life when I first got saved and my occupation at that time was a masonry contractor and uh, I knew that I didn't want to do that the rest of my life because I felt like my back weren't going to hold up to it anyhow and I wanted to get out of it. I didn't know what to do, didn't know where even the next step in my life after I got saved and I began to pray and ask God to help me with it and I never will forget the first decision I made. I seen an advertisement in, in the paper, and I didn't even know what it was. Uh, but uh, I went to it, and it was selling cemetery lots. <laughs> and I never will forget it. I went through that program all the way through it, and then they got to the end of it, and they told me what it was all about. And I said, I ain't selling no cemetery lots. I can't do that. <laughs> and so I said, I'm not going to do that. And so I began to pray and ask God to show me what to do. And I said, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'm willing to do it. And, you know, as I move through life, I learned some afterwards, not before. I learned some after I gone through some things how God leads and guides us through life. It's absolutely amazing to me. If we'll just pray and say, Lord, have your will. Now listen to what verse 2 says again. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we know that God has a will for us and we are to uh, pray and ask God to show us His will for us. Now, as you go through this, I'm so thankful that i got a God that cares for me. Everything about me, if He cares for the hairs on my head, He cares about everything about me. I know, according to Romans chapter 12, verse 2, He has a will for my life. He has something that He wants me to do. And I believe this. If you're saved today and you're a child of God, God's got something for you to do that nobody else can do. He's got your job. And there should be a trusting confidence. Listen to this. Proverbs 3, verse 5, what we read a minute ago. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Now remember who the Lord is. 
He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And uh, uh, I thought about this. Why people have a problem trusting the Lord? If God says, lean not to your own understanding, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart, why do we have a problem with that? Is simply one thing. We don't love Him like we ought to. When you love someone, you trust them. Why don't people trust the Lord? Because they don't spend time with Him. Anyone you love, you want to spend time with them. And you can't... Uh, you can... All the time that you can, you want to be with Him. Listen to this, please. To know Him is to love Him. To love Him is to trust Him. To trust Him is to obey Him. To obey Him is to be blessed. Now, turn to Proverbs 3 again, please. Proverbs 3, and look at verse 5 and verse 7. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. Verse, verse 7. Be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. Now, Proverbs 14, please. Proverbs 14, and I want you to look at uh, verse 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is the ways of death. It's like a man that I talked to years ago, and I, I've used this illustration before, but it's a true illustration. It's something that really happened. There's a man who used to come to this church, taught Sunday school, drove a Sunday school bus, did everything in the world serving the Lord in this place. And he was as happy as he could be. And then he got a promotion. They wanted to move him to Brooksville. And I said, uh, let me ask you something. Do you know a church up where you already going to? Uh, do you have a way of serving the Lord there when you get there? Now those are the important questions you've got to ask yourself when God's trying to move you around. As a mature Christian, if God's moving you somewhere, you've got to be sure of something. That you can serve the Lord where you're going. In the right kind of place that God leads you to. Jeremiah uh, 10 and verse 23. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. Think about that. We don't know what's good for us. Amen? We don't even know which step we ought to take. The Bible says it's not in man. Proverbs 2 now, going back, if you would please, to Proverbs 2, and look at verse 2. So that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom, and incline thine heart to understanding. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and lifted up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver, and searchest her as for hid treasure, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom out of his mouth, cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. In other words, then, God said, If you'll live right before the Lord, if you'll do what's right by God, no matter what you're trying to do in your life, God will take care of you and lead you in the right direction. We're not to be wise in our own eyes. We're to operate with God's wisdom and God's understanding at all times. Finding God's way in dark days is simply there must be a total commitment. Now, Proverbs 3 again in verse 6. 
and in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Now, God asks for a complete commitment to him, which acknowledges him over every area of our life. We need to submit our life to God and simply say, here's my life, you fill in the details. Jesus said in John 4 and 34, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. So, the second thing I want you to see is, if you want to be in the will of God and know it, then you must must make a total commitment to God. Thirdly, there must be a thrilling consequence. Now go back to chapter 3. Uh, Proverbs and verse 6. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Now, how do you direct your path? Number one is through his word. Psalms 119, verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Now, I, I talked to a man in my office one time about this, and I was trying to show him. I said, Now, if you want to know what God wants you to do in your life, Get in the Bible and read it. And he said, I do. I I open my Bible and I open it up and I take my finger and I put it on a verse and I read it and I figure that's what God wants me to do. That's not how you find God's will for your life. You have to take all of the Word of God. And when you do, if you will follow God's will, then you must know its clear teachings of what He tells you to do. Through revelation number two of our heart. Now, anyone who knows God's Word, or just life it says, knows God speaks to our heart supernaturally. Remember this, please. Prayer is a two-way street. We talk to God, then God talks to us. Acts chapter 1, verse 24. God guides men to choose deacons. In Acts 13, verse 2. God separated Barnabas and Paul to serve him. Nehemiah 7, verse 5. God guided Nehemiah together the nobles and rulers. So God does speak to our hearts in a quiet, still voice. And what I say to people all the time, if you're trying to make a major decision in your life, you better listen to God. You better listen to that little small voice that God is talking to you about. And then 30, through wisdom. God's way is, let him ask of God, and it shall be given to him. Wisdom is ours for asking. Wisdom is looking at life through Jesus' eyes. We're to use our intelligence with the Holy Spirit's guidance. In all thy ways acknowledge him. A man said to a man, I've been called to be a missionary. His friend asked him, well, what are you doing for the Lord? His friend answered him, then please don't do it overseas. (laughs) Every time I read that little thing, I think about it. I was talking to a young fellow years ago here, and he said he was called to preach. And we did everything in the world to help that young man make decisions in his life to get into the ministry. And uh, one time we had a cookout. And we was getting up money for him and his family and trying to help them. We had a big cookout here, and we were selling lunches and things and carrying them to people, and, and it got up quite a bit of money. And I got to looking around, and his wife weren't here to help. Uh, he wasn't here. And I went around, and I found him sitting between the two air conditioners outside. 
everybody on this side of the church around here working and sweating and, and selling lunches and getting everything else to, to help him in his ministry. And I told him afterwards, I said, you know what? If you don't do the work here, you're not going to do it over there where you're going. And it's just that simple. If you don't serve the Lord here, you're not going to serve the Lord where you're going. And what thrills me is I... So me and my wife talked about this today, in fact, or it might have been last night. How many people have been through this church and gone on and moved out, moved out of state, moved somewhere else, but they're serving the Lord now? And you know what? That's a blessing to me. It really is. For this simple reason. I want to see them where God wants them. I want to see them in God's will, doing what God wants them to do. Amen? And God can use you if you'll pray and listen to Him and listen to Him guide you through His Word. Amen? And that's what I wanted to talk to you about tonight. God is good to us. Amen? So listen and pray and ask Him to lead you every day. I know that uh, I was talking to somebody this morning about a job, and uh, they're very concerned about the decision they're going to make. And how. And by the way, every decision that a Christian makes in this life affects somebody else around you. So you've got to be careful the decisions that you make. Pray about them. And you know what? Most people want to come to the preacher or somebody and say, you tell me what to do. I can't. I don't know God's will for your life. Now, I had a man tell me one time he knew God's will for my life. And I told him, no, you don't. There's only one who knows God's will for my life. That's God. And if I'm going to get my, if I'm going to have the will of God for my life, i got to ask Him. And let Him direct me. Amen? And that's the most important thing you can do in life. Because that's where happiness is. Where you have a little bit on, as far as the world's concerned, or you're a rich man in this world. If you're not in God's will, brother, you'll be miserable. Amen? So it's, that's all important. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for so many people that I've got to minister to and, and be friends with in this world, and how you use them, and how they want to do your will and not theirs, and how you lead and guide them. And we get excited about it. Because we don't know what you're going to do in people's lives. But we do pray for your leadership. In Jesus' name we ask these things. Amen. Thank you so much. Mrs. Brown, glad you're here. (laughs) Oh, man.